This is Sammy Reinstein, and you're listening to Conversation Starters. On this show, we talk all about bringing conversations back to B2B marketing and selling. Because if there's one thing we know about doing business in the revenue era, it's that the best customer experience wins. Through the power of our own conversations with drifters, customers, and special guests, we'll learn how to deliver a sales and marketing experience that puts the buyer first. Let's get into it. Hey, Elizabeth. Good morning, Sammy. Good morning. Happy National Donut Day. Free Donut Day? National Donut Day. National Donut Day, but you can get free donuts on National Donut Day if you you know where to look. Yeah, that's true. Did you get a free donut? I, of course, did. Dunkin' Donuts. Or Dunkin', (laughs) excuse me. I saw an ad for that, for free donuts. A little targeted advertising, perhaps? (laughs) No, I actually really did, and I probably wouldn't normally get a donut, but how can you not? It's a free donut. I mean, with purchase, but... With purchase. Like, you were going to drink coffee anyways, so you might as well get the coffee from Dunkin' and then get the free donut. They know. They know that their audience. (laughs) (laughs) I am a Dunkin' iced coffee girl, so we're getting iced coffee and a donut. But I would say that was a timely, relevant ad for me. (laughs) I would say so, too. Perhaps you're alluding to something, such as paid advertising? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to be... (laughs) Not to be coy. So on the nose, but... (laughs) Today, I am really excited to talk to Caitlin Seeley, who runs our digital team at Drift, and she had some really great insights into paid advertising and not just the ad itself and getting people to click, but behavior and how to continue a conversation with retargeting. Yeah, I think one of my favorite things about having Caitlin on this show specifically is that she's been in a variety of different roles Mm -hmm. of marketing at Drift. So she's seen a lot of the different channels and how they work together. And now seeing her work in paid ads, it's really cool to me to see how she continues to build those customer journeys and start conversations through advertising, which is definitely not the easiest thing to do. (laughs) Yeah. And I do think that paid advertising sometimes can get a bad rep. And Caitlin really helps clear up some of those misconceptions, myths, and how to do paid advertising really well. So enjoy. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on Conversation Starters. Yeah, totally. Happy to be here. Can you just tell our audience really quickly a little bit about your background and what brought you to Drift? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Caitlin Seeley. I'm the head of digital marketing here at Drift. And what I'm most passionate about is building truly integrated digital experiences with a brand and really thinking about how we can always push ourselves as marketers to get more personalized and just have more relevant, contextual, in-the-moment conversations with folks throughout you know, their engagement with any brand really out there under the sun. I started off in kind of smaller tech and startups, helping to you know start companies and run smaller marketing teams. And now I'm over here at Drift, really leading that whole interconnected digital experience engine, everything from our website, our own use of Drift here at Drift, very meta, and also what I'm excited to talk about today, which is the deeper work we do in paid advertising. Yeah. Specifically on that with paid advertising, what is the general strategy? Like, how do we think about paid ads at Drift? I mean, it's a loaded question, but how do we use paid ads? How do we think about that? I think paid ads gets a lot of conversation attention from marketers for good reason, right? It's a place where most marketing teams spend a significant portion of their budget, right? Is ads and advertising. So they want to get the most ROI from that investment. But I think what we skip over because of that hyper-focus on like generalizing ROI and optimizing ads is 
not just are we sending an ad out there into the world that's going to get a lot of clicks, but is it going to be like the most relevant, impactful message for mm-hmm. your audience? So when we think about it here at Drift, it's all about like starting with the who and the audience first. Yeah. And that's something like we all learn like marketing 101 at some point in our careers, right? But it's so easy to like get away from that and be so focused on like the metrics and the results that you forget like, all right, wait, at the end of the day, I'm talking to this person, you know, who has these problems and these pain points, what's going to be the right way to like reach out to them or engage them with anything, whether it's an ad, an email, a conversation on your site. So that's such a core pillar, I guess, for how we, you know, do our marketing strategy here. Yeah. And it's interesting what you said. People love paid ads. They're a great way to start conversations. And we can get somewhat caught up in vanity metrics, like what is getting the clicks. And that's so exciting to see that something you're putting out there is getting clicks, but then you have to follow through. And it's what's starting the most meaningful conversations here, not just what's getting the most clicks. Exactly. There's a big difference when you move from like what's going to generate the most conversions on this book or webinar or whatever the offer is to like what's really going to help someone solve their problems and move them through our buying process. The answers are sometimes the same, but oftentimes they're really different. And kind of knowing what works for which audience at what time is a really key part of developing a super effective ad strategy. Yeah. And what else do you see in terms of myths around paid ads? Like what can you help us debunk around paid advertising? That's a great question though, Sammy. I think the second myth for sure that at least we're thinking about right now is that the experience or engagement with your ads stops as soon as they hit your landing page. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Retargeting is such an important thing in advertising specifically and really connecting through like, all right, we know that you saw and engaged with our ad, whether that's on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, a display programmatic platform, whatever the case may be. How can we use that engagement to further kind of like learn what you're interested in and apply that learning to hyper-personalize your next experience with our brand? Again, whether that's email, a retargeting ad on display, right? A specific offer we're going to promote even more to you now that we know that this is the kind of content you're interested in. Really thinking about how you're going to leverage that data to make it actually like useful and impactful in your business and not just kind of stop there with the reporting. Yeah, that's so interesting. So it's not just thinking about you know, we have this new book or we have this new offer, so we need a paid ad for it. It's, we have this new book. It's about this persona. How can we start a conversation with this persona? And then how can we continue the conversation in retargeting? Totally. And like, you think about it, if you were like two people in person, right? Like at a conference or some sort of event, it's like, oh, how are you liking this event? And someone tells you what they think. And then you just forget and come back and ask them the same exact question, like three days later, right? It's really frustrating and annoying. It's like, I told you this once. Like I demonstrated interest here. Show me more of this. Like recommend what I should check out about this event or like a next event that could be good for me. Like that's what I'm really interested in learning about. I don't want the same question twice. You know, I want to feel heard and like you're listening to me. And so many B2C brands do that exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. And you know, it can be done. It just takes a little bit of thought and effort. Yeah. One part of paid advertising is that it does have the word paid in front of it. So, (laughs) you know, there's some money going towards this and it is an investment. So what would you say to companies who are trying to ramp up that strategy that they really think through before they, you know, put that investment in? Yeah, it can be very easy to like launch ads quickly, which can make it a really good place to get started in terms of if you want to A-B test, like, 
what kind of message is going to resonate with a certain audience. You can really quickly spin up a couple ad variations, right? And get some real time in the moment data. So I encourage folks to just kind of rip the bandaid and start. Definitely like at first think through again, like who that audience is, like what they're going to be interested in and what you have in terms of your marketing arsenal that might, you know, be most interesting to them at that point. But then like once you've got that kind of basic pillar, just go. It's really easy with advertising, right? To stop, start, continue in terms of pausing variations, keeping variations on, tweaking the copy or the creative that you're using. Testing is your best friend when it comes to the advertising world. And, you know, it's really easy to kind of like monitor that spend for your different tests and course correct if you need to make a change. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about testing and variations. How do you go about deciding like we want to test this or we want to start a test with this? And, you know, what is that strategy as it comes to variations? Totally. We're probably running even just for some context, like maybe more than 100 tests at any given time in our advertising platforms. Yeah. Across whether it's like an audience test, you know, a copy test, a creative test, whatever the case may be. So you certainly want to like create a single source of truth, like documentation and set some broad goals, right? Of like, maybe you're trying to figure out what message is going to resonate with someone at a certain stage in the buyer's journey. Like what's going to get them to connect with sales and book that meeting, write out your hypotheses, like picture it like it's your middle school science class, right? (laughs) In terms of like, is it the actual offer? Like it can be sometimes as simple as the color choice and like making sure the color scheme of your ads is going to contrast against the blue backgrounds of most social media platforms, but really kind of like documenting your tests, letting it run, and then making sure you go back and also document the results so you can learn from that over time. Just helps you kind of keep track of all the experiments you have going on. And also ensure you're kind of covering your basis, so to speak, in terms of like the different kinds of tests and different kinds of answers that could be out there. That's awesome. And what sort of tools are you using for ads generally in testing? That's a great question. We use so many different tools for this. Again, it kind of really depends on the channel and the right tool could be so different for every business. But I always recommend folks like, you know, get started with advertising, get some data, like I said. From there, you're going to determine pretty quickly like which channels are giving you the most ROI and enabling you to reach the most people in your target audience. And there's different answers in terms of the testing tools that could be good for like paid social advertising on LinkedIn and Facebook versus like display advertising. Really anything that's going to enable you to target your ads and test based off of like previous engagement or intent. And there's so many different tools that can do that. You know, I know Sixth Sense, Metadata, there's so many different tools that can do that, but they all have different answers in terms of the types of advertising they're best for. But I do Mm -hmm. have like a commonality in terms of like enabling you to like learn from past tests, apply those learnings and increasingly optimize an algorithm. Yeah. I love that advice though of just starting and starting to see what channels your audience engages with the most and then determining the tools that may be most appropriate. I think that the more you can have data backed, you know, recommendations for the business, the better. Yeah. And advertising is one of the few marketing channels where you really do get that like firm real-time data, right? So use that to your advantage in terms of informing your testing, where you're going to place the budgets, you know, don't just let stuff run for a quarter and do a retro in terms of what worked or what didn't, because you can check, you know, real-time progress and insights and adjust as you go. It's really flexible Mm -hmm. and very low risk, I think, from that perspective, if you are kind of paying attention to the data and the metrics, like it's really easy to identify what's working and what's not and learn from that pretty much week to week or even day to day. 
And you mentioned intent a little bit earlier. So how do you characterize someone who has clicked on a paid ad? That's a really good question. And I think it's important to like talk about the different kinds of intent. Someone mm-hmm. might demonstrate, right? Like if you're a company and again, kind of using ads for your business, you probably have some sort of measure of like a lead score, a lead quality score internally that you can use to like almost quantify like the value of activity, I guess mm-hmm. people are taking on your website. You know, are they just kind of browsing more top of funnel resources or are they like really checking out like your pricing page, requesting a meeting, that sort of stuff. But I think it's really important to layer on like action-based intent as well in terms of like maybe somebody hasn't actually gone onto your website and requested to like see your product or talk with a salesperson, but maybe they've spent like two hours with your pricing page open on a certain tab on their browser, right? There's a ton you can do and glean in the advertising world that makes it really flexible to say like create a remarketing audience of like if you visited this set of pages of like your pricing page or case studies, you know, they're really looking for to like hear what your customers are saying and how people are using your product. You can create a whole advertising audience just through that alone so that you can, again, get more personalized in terms of, hey, I saw you were, you know, kind of exploring this topic. Like, would you be interested in this? Mm-hmm. Makes it feel like much more of a Netflix-like recommended for you experience Yeah. versus like, hey, here's our newest book. You should read this. Yeah. Sometimes that's the right answer. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. It's behavior, not just clicks. And that's exactly. sort of like that Netflix example. Netflix is looking at, sure, what you're watching, but how long did you watch it? And then from there, are you watching things that are similar? And then it gets more and more sophisticated from there the more you watch. Totally. And if people are kind of like letting you know about their kind of interest and engagements, that's also such a huge trend right now in terms of when we think about cookies and their place in our marketing tech stack over time. Advertising today relies a ton on cookies. But if you're able to get that first party data in terms of what people are doing on your own website, right? Or the things they're telling you, whether that's in chat, on the phone with someone from your company, regardless, if you can develop a really good motion for recycling those like first party behavior-based insights, like that's a real game changer in terms of how personalized yeah. you can be. Yeah. And with that behavior and the insights that you glean, How are you working with the sales team? What does that alignment look like from your team and the sales team? It's so, so important, right? And it kind of, when I was talking a little bit about the importance of retargeting, this is also kind of where the importance of communicating with sales comes into play too, right? It's everything that happens post-click. You can't just kind of optimize your ad and then let it stop there and say, oh, they'll hit our website and whatever happens will happen. It's really important to develop a regular cadence of sharing the campaigns you're working on with sales and also enabling them to just give them context in terms of, hey, if you're seeing someone click through on this ad, like, here's what that means in terms of like, here's the audience they're a part of, you know, they're in this, like, we know they're in this group of intent bucket, you know, they visited 20 pages on our website about the same topic, like they must be really interested in this and also kind of, you know, not assuming they're familiar with every single offer you have, right? Like we marketers are and taking a beat to explain like, and then they downloaded X or signed up for Y. Like, here's what that means. Here's the content that's going to be covered. Really anything you can do to kind of just like pass along that information and use kind of the knowledge that we have on the marketing side to really contextualize the why that matters Mm -hmm. and what it could mean in terms of how it connects to how you can help. Yeah. Yeah. And at Drift, we do get to drink our own champagne, eat our own dog food, whatever you want to call it. 
And we know that chat is a really important part of our paid ad strategy. Like you said, the conversation doesn't stop once they reach the landing page. That's really sort of where it begins. So can you talk to you know, how we use Drift for paid ads and maybe some best practices that you might have? Totally. So if you're kind of just getting started in terms of like really personalizing that purse click experience for somebody, your experience in chat can really be a quick win because you don't have to customize like a full landing page. You know what I mean? You can really just kind of be more personalized and engaging in the moment of intent when they want to talk to you. So that makes it super easy. We do have a paid ad converter playbook that we use here at Drift, even in our own marketing too, right? So we definitely benefit from that which does do some kind of basic personalization in terms of, hey, saw you're coming over from LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, right? Whatever the channel is, that can add an immediate personalized touch point that just gives someone's attention, right? In terms of like, oh, hey, they're acknowledging, you know, me and where I came from and what my interests might be. But you really don't want to stop there. Because if you think about it, like every brand, you know, every email is going to do some sort of high insert token here right? Whether it's, hi, insert your first name, insert your company name, insert like where you came from. It's definitely important and kind of like the expectation for marketing today. But what's more important is what happens after that initial greeting in terms of like, you know, make it really easy for them to get, you know, right, whatever you're promoting in advertising, whether it's an event, a book, what name you, right? But then suggest that personalized, contextualized next step in terms of like, Thanks for downloading, right? Here's your copy. I'm going to send it to you in an email. All the basics we might do. But then like, if you're interested in learning more about this topic or like, you know, if you're experiencing this common challenge, here's what I'd recommend for you next and being very intentional and thoughtful in terms of what that next step is. Mm-hmm. And that can be great for marketers in terms of even like exposing other kinds of content that maybe don't get as much organic traffic as your website, Right you know, maybe it is like a YouTube video podcast episode, like a related webinar you're doing on the same topic. That's a great time to kind of like continue the conversation and kind of really Mm -hmm. be engaging someone while they're in that moment of highest intent. Yeah. Retargeting and being thoughtful in that next step is all about continuing the conversation. And that is so important. And it makes me feel good. If you know sort of, you know, my needs and thoughts. And it's not just some generic, you know, here's this next thing you could do, or here's a demo. It's really taking into consideration where I am in the buyer's journey. And I'm more likely to click into that if it's relevant to me. Yeah, totally. And again, it kind of like draws that connection between like, here's how you talk to a buyer online to here's how you'd engage with them if you were in person having a real conversation. Like you'd recommend that right next step or like how you can be even more helpful while you're talking to them in that conversation moment, you wouldn't say like, all right, bye, nice talking to you. And then run up to them in the hallway, like three days later with like, oh, here's another book you might like. That's going to be like, whoa, what are you talking about? Like I've already moved past this. You want to kind of be as helpful as you can be in the moment. And that also just feels most natural for the buyer as well. Yeah. What would you say to people who in different businesses or people who aren't as comfortable with hyper, hyper personalized targeting, what would you say to someone that says like, that's a little creepy if you say like, thanks for coming from LinkedIn or something around the retargeting journey? It can be creepy. (laughs) Like totally. One of the other aspects of advertising is yes, you get a ton of data, but also you have a ton of targeting options in that channel, just in terms of like 
you know, especially if you're working with like LinkedIn, Facebook, any of the social media platforms, you can really hyper target not only to certain like locations and geographies, right? But even like very specific interests someone's demonstrated. And yeah, that kind of feels like creepy. We've probably all gotten that ad, right? Of something you just bought or we're talking about and you see an ad for it two days later and you're like, that was a little too odd. So what I tell people is to kind of go back to the testing conversation we had earlier here and just like test and see what works for you. Every audience is different, right? And you'll figure out where that like quote unquote break even point is in terms of personalization that's going to like make an impact in terms of making it more engaging, right? And like stuff that people are like bouncing out of, closing out of, or where the metrics just kind of level off. A great example I like to tell people is like, if you're doing say a super highly personalized campaign, like maybe even ABM, sometimes the company name, like in personalizing things for a specific company name really doesn't make that much more of an impact as personalizing for like a role or a job title or a core interest set could be. It's a lot of added work to personalize at that very one-to-one level, but sometimes depending on the campaign, depending on the audience, you might find that it's also not worth it from a marketing perspective. And that could be where you pull back. Caitlin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I have learned a lot and I think you gave some great advice as it comes to paid advertising. And when it comes down to it, it's a lot about being intentional, being thoughtful and making sure you're finding ways to continue the conversation past just that click. A thousand percent. Elizabeth, you could say that Caitlin is one smart cookie. <laughs> Get it? Cookies? Yeah. Paid so ads. moving on. <laughs> that was a that was a good one, Sammy. Yes, Caitlin is definitely one smart cookie. I love hearing new use cases for drift from drifters because obviously it's no secret we both work at this company, but I don't always know how everyone's using the product. And she had some great examples, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Kaylin's such an expert in her craft, and it's nice to talk to someone who's so passionate and also really customer-centric and buyer-centric when thinking about paid ad strategy, which is definitely a pro for anyone that's thinking about investing in their own paid ad strategy. Yeah, and I think like we said at the beginning of this episode, paid ads, we all get them all the time. So it's something that we can all really just think about our own experiences, what works, what doesn't, and how to avoid being that annoying paid ad and making sure that when you click, you're going to the place that you're looking for that you want the best content from and from there starting a conversation. Yeah, it's all about continuing the conversation. And speaking of continuing the conversation, we're really excited for our next episode, which is the last of the season, so rounding out the season, with a very special guest, Amy Jo Martin, who will talk about continuing this conversation in social media. And Amy Jo Martin has worked with lots of top brands, including the NBA. So it's a very, very fun conversation, and we can't wait to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to Conversation Starters. If you liked this episode, please leave us a six-star review by clicking the link in the show notes. And hit subscribe so you never miss another one. You can connect with me on Twitter at Sammy Reinstein and follow all of our shows at Drift Podcasts.